there's so much activity, so much investment going into the call it resident engagement and activity side of the senior care world. And while that is very necessary, there needs to be a lot of innovation on that. If you look at sort of the traditional PNL for any sort of uh, independent living, assisted living, memory care, or, or even skilled nursing uh, community, the portion of the PNL that is that is very, very small. Uh, very small, like mid, low, single digits as a percentage of your total expenses. Your, your biggest expense, like two thirds of it at least, are, is your labor problem. Hi, I'm Brian Hayden, and this is Redesign in the End, a show about the choices we face at the end of our lives. Today, we're going to talk about senior housing. Where do you live when you can't really live by yourself anymore? This is a huge market. Americans spend about $688 billion every year on senior housing services, but for a lot of people, this is like scary. It's the lint trap of the aging process. All the stuff that you haven't wanted to talk about or think about, it sort of collects in this one knotted up ball of yarn. So in this episode, I want to introduce you to what I think is the biggest problem uh, and one possible solution. So let's start with the problem. U.S. nursing home workers, they turn over, that means they leave their jobs at a rate of 128% a year. That's the, the mean. That means that 128% of the staff in a given year will turn over. And for context, in the restaurant industry, it's 17%. So can you even imagine trying to run a business when 128% of your workforce is turning over every year? I, I can't. So what's going on here? Well, there's obvious stuff. I mean, it's a hard job. You get paid hourly and your schedule changes week to week. You don't get paid a lot. Caregivers in senior care facilities make about $37,000 a year. So of course, there's no silver bullet here. But I want to tell you about one cool solution that when I heard about it, I thought, yeah, of course, this needs to exist. And this is Charles Turner. He's the founder and CEO of CARE. When we get really proud of ourselves as a species, we always have to remember how long it took us to figure out how to put wheels in a suitcase and invent the sippy cup. And you realize you're like, we should have invented that a lot earlier than we actually did as a species. And this is kind of falls in that category. Like, oh, this should have been done a long time ago. And just, it just wasn't. So like, we'll do it. Think of us very crudely as an, an Uber-like platform for nurses and caregivers and hospitality workers to work in senior and post-acute care. That analogy breaks down pretty quickly, but I think people can conceptualize that. We are definitely a, a kind of a B2B gig platform, not a consumer-driven gig platform like Uber or a DoorDash or, or anything like that. All right, Uber for senior housing. I get it. I like it. And what's really cool is that this is a really big market. If you look at the number of shifts being filled, the number of jobs in this space, we always, we love talking about like self-driving cars and Uber and Lyft and all this other stuff, right? Which is great. But if you look at the sort of gross domestic product of this cohort of work, it's actually about four to five times the size of the personal transportation market, which includes as taxis, limousines, Uber, and Lyft. That tells you how big and how fractured this, this marketplace is. So, you know, if we can provide, you know, a, a, a true marketplace, a business-based marketplace where you can find, you know, qualified workers to work in your community to provide better care, at, you know, with a couple of clicks versus having to call, you know, Genie at your local healthcare staffing agency and you not knowing what's going to come through your front door, why would you not want to, to do that, right? 
The fact that the industry is already relying on these staffing agencies means that there's no entrenched reluctance on the part of the communities to empower workers to kind of find and look for other opportunities. Everybody's kind of used to that. We actually have customers that are telling their own staff to download the Care app and use it and pick up shifts at some other company. And the reason they do that is you know, usually two reasons. One, gosh, I'm a caregiver. I love working here, but darn it, that building on the street is paying 50 cents more an hour. They say, hey, download the Care app and pick up a shift or two. They're like, oh, it's great. I can make even more money doing that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, especially in the skilled nursing communities, you know, elective surgeries or quasi-elective surgeries have declined. And so their census is going like this. Well, you know, they don't want to lose their key employees. And so I was like, I can't give you 40 hours. I'll give you 28, download the care app and pick up shifts other places. So we see that quite a bit. And so they, they can retain their quality staff when their census increases and they don't have to worry about their own staff not having a source of income. So CARE is giving you that same flexibility that a staffing agency provides, but there's also a cost savings. We save the typical assisted living anywhere between about two to $5,000 a month and overtime, and mostly overtime because they don't usually use agency that much. And then skilled nursing will save anywhere between three to $10,000 a month. All right, so why hasn't everybody heard of CARE at this point? Why isn't it being used everywhere? People ask us, well, why aren't you nationwide yet? It's not a resource problem. It's a regulatory problem, right? So every every state we go into is different regulations on what a CNA is and how do you qualify a CNA or a nurse or whatever. So technically speaking, we will be in all 50 states by the probably by the middle of 2021. That doesn't mean we're launching there, but we'll have a technical ability based on programming those regulations. And so that's the acute problem. The broader problem we deal with in our industry is it's not necessarily a problem that, you know, that's unique to our space, but I think it's more acute in our space. And that is, let's call it general change management. There's no lack of capital in the real estate side of this world. But I, I think where we struggle with people say, oh, they're not a lot of quality operators. And a lot of times people, I think, say, well, hey, we need people who are like, have a richer background in senior care to be leaders in our space. Like, you know, there's just not enough leaders in senior care to go around. And I actually take issue with that. I think the biggest problem we have in our space is we don't have enough people from the outside coming into the space. When we started building our buildings, we started doing things that we just assumed other people would do. Like, you're not going to build a hotel in the United States right now and not have like an RFID door lock. We just assumed everybody did that. Like, why would you not? Because that way, not only is it help with access control, but you can now track who comes in and out of that room. You can track, you can actually quantify how much care is given to an individual. And it's and it's it's an off-the-shelf product and it doesn't cost you that much more than a traditional door lock. Clearly, everybody's doing this. And so we did this. Apparently, we were literally the first in the United States to actually put RFID door locks on an assisted living facility in 2002. 10 and 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 we got all this press for that like th that's the kind of stuff you know I'm, I'm talking about there's just a lot of things or in terms of in terms of data data analysis workflow management how do other industries manage and measure output and productivity and I hate at, you know using those terms in terms of caring for a senior but I always go back to like you know people think oh we need to be more like a high-end hotel 
Ritz-Carlton is, is not a Ritz-Carlton because they hire really nice people. A Ritz-Carlton or is a Ritz-Carlton or a Disney is a Disney because they measure everything, right? They have the tools and the technology and the workflow management solutions to do that. And if you're looking to just hire hospitable workers, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. So we, I think we're missing that DNA of sort of more sophisticated operating workflows coming into our space. As an outsider who's kind of coming into this industry, I am really excited to get this invitation and I accept. And I hope that some people listening will also get interested in bringing fresh ideas and new solutions to senior housing. I wanna thank Charles Turner for sharing these ideas and improving my future senior housing options with his work at CARE. Thank you to Moby and to Pat Couples for the incredible original music that we played in this episode. Before we go, I want to give you some sense of where we're headed with this show, just so you know what to expect. What I want to do is look at more business models, more technologies, training and policy, and the goal is to find leverage points where a little bit of attention and hard work could make things function better. And of course, I'm looking for good business opportunities, you know, ways to build a sustainable business that actually helps people. So I'm really open to your input about where you'd like to explore. And all of my contact information is available at redesigningtheend.com. If you're listening, it means you're still alive, which is great. And I believe our job is to stay present and pay close attention for ways to do better together. Thanks for listening.